On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Karen Briscoe from 5-Minute Success. Not a typical e-commerce conversation, but oh man, one that I think that everyone here will get a lot out of. Karen and I uh, talked about how mindset matters so much. Uh, I used to not believe in that at all. I used to think that that was garbage, you just do things. Um, you don't need some different mindset, uh, and it's absolutely uh, not true uh, in in my life. There's lots of limiting beliefs that I think that we feel that uh, that really stop us from actually achieving real success. Uh, we talked about Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs and how uh, she really thinks that we should turn it on its head um, and start with self actualization. Just a conversation that I absolutely loved, and I really think that you guys are going to uh, get just a ton out of. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I'm here with Karen Briscoe from Five Minute Success. Karen, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Well, I love the whole idea of scale, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. And then e-commerce is certainly something that uh, is forefront in a lot of business uh, endeavors and opportunities. So glad totally, to be here. Totally, totally. You know, it's, a, it's funny, actually, we joke around that we just shouldn't call it e-commerce business anymore. It should just be business, right? Like, Because <laughs> it's all in, e-commerce. Totally. And in, in the especially in, in the COVID era, right? And post-COVID era, it's just, it's this is business now, right? If you're not in e-commerce, you're not really selling, <laughs> right? If you're selling physical products. So uh, yeah, yeah, totally. We definitely I accelerated that industry just exponentially. They say it was 10 years, 10 years of growth in this one year. Um, so, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you're in a very good industry. You're in, you're in a growth industry. You're in the perfect place uh, right now. Karen, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do. Well, I'm a mega real estate agent. And we, the meme of, of the day is if you can find your spouse online, you can find your house online, right? <laughs> so uh, the platforms have certainly changed uh, through the years since I've been in the business. I started out in dirt in the early 80s. Um, but now I'm mostly in the residential space in the Northern Virginia, Washington, DC metro region and sell at a high level. So we are going to sell close to 100 million this year. Uh, we're in a very sophisticated upper bracket marketplace, average sales price of a million dollars. So you could do the math. And I, yeah. a few years ago, I realized I had everything I ever wanted, right? I was achieving high level success, married, happy, uh, kids were adult and uh, successful. And I was like, but I feel like there, I was called to more to mm. this idea of, of contribution and creativity. I'm, I'm really a business person at heart. And that led to me writing a book, uh, which led to the podcasting space. 
and then led to me being a guest on other people's podcasts. And then I did the e-commerce math and I saw that book sales went up uh, when I was a guesting. And so I was like, well, if I have a podcast that I could have amazing conversations with people and that's led now to three books. And I, I call those my creative endeavors, but I I also do coaching. So uh, I'm in a number of, of different spaces, but this, idea the amazing or beautiful thing about the hero's journey or heroine's journey this called adventure called a creativity called a uh, contribution is you could just come back with treasures and go out and do it again totally this is the the interesting thing that that i'm finding is yes we're talking about e-commerce here right this is this is what we talk about on on this podcast but for me i i've i've also been i mean i probably don't have the same level of success as you but um you know been very successful in e-commerce in the marketing space in all of that and realizing at the same time that there is so much more right there is like once you reach a level of success you realize that oh my gosh that wasn't it that wasn't what i was looking for I wasn't looking for to make a million dollars a year, right? That that didn't do it for me. <laughs> and, and the so, thing is, is a lot of times people reinvent at crisis. But mm, you can you can do it in a a period of success too. That's really the bigger choice, right? Can you break a ceiling and go at another level when you're achieving at a high level success? Totally, totally. So, so let's talk about that for you. What do you have to offer to, to the listeners that, that could really help them um, maybe get out of that, that cycle of like, I only feel important because I make money? So I refer you back to your probably your psychology courses at college, and that is Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Hmm. So if you remember the pyramid, the base of the pyramid is the basic physiological needs. Uh, if you think back to the early days of COVID, what was everybody focused on but toilet paper? I mean, yeah. it doesn't get any more basic than that. And then it's the safety security needs. Well, that too has become extremely uh, apparent that that is a basic human need because that's what so many people are focusing on. Then you have your esteem needs, relationship needs, and then you have self-actualization. Well, yeah. Self-actualization is meaningful work. Some people call it meaningful work. Uh, the Gay Hendricks calls it zone of genius. It's also referred to as flow. It, yeah. uh, Joseph Campbell calls it following your bliss. So what happens if you run out of time and you don't get to self-actualization? Because a lot of times people put off those type of pursuits once they've achieved something, right? Totally. Or yeah. a life event happens, like the kid's finally go back to school or, or somebody, you know, retires or, you know, certain milestones are met in your business or in your life. Most often people wait. And I think that that sense of urgency that people are starting to feel about not wanting to wait because mm. things happen. Right. I mean, I thought it was going to be a health event. Um, my husband or something of that nature that would, curtail our travel abroad because we love to travel abroad well (laughs) who would have known it was a a global pandemic so the the idea to live a life of of no regrets or little regrets but it it really goes beyond that because when you're when you're living with that meaningful space then you are going to be more authentic to yourself Mm. 
right? So you talk about better relationships. You're going to have better relationship with yourself. You're going to have better relationship with other people. You're going to be more likely to have good esteem. Um, in fact, I my business doubled when I started focusing on these other areas, what I call my creative areas, my mm. contribution areas. My business doubled. And if you think about it, at that point, I mean, what is, what is, uh, you know, safety and security, it's feeling safe and secure yourself, right? In your ability. Totally. And uh, your greatest asset is yourself. I mean, even, even Warren Buffett, you know, <laughs> the Oracle of Omaha says your greatest asset is yourself. So your physical needs are going to be met because you're going to be in tune with yourself and achieving at your highest and best self. So I'm all about f- telling people to flip this pyramid mm. and start there. Uh, because ah, so start so start with self actualization as as the pyramid going yes. like this ah yes. interesting okay that it's not time management it's not yeah. work life balance those really don't <laughs> exist right because if you think about it well first of all time time is a created thing Jordan in fact. Uh, Lazu said 2,500 years ago, we think we have this, you know, this is a modern problem. 2,500 years ago, Lazu said time is a created thing. It is a man-made construct. To say I don't have enough time is like saying I don't want to. And particularly Mm -hmm. this year where everybody's got all the time to do what they want to do, to say you don't have time is really, you should dive deeper into that because uh, the one thing you do have uh, that everybody has the same resource, same amount of his time. So then how to to flip it, right? Because it's it's energy. It's energy, not time. Mm. That is the fundamental currency of high performance. So I know you've experienced this, but when you're doing something you love and you're passionate about and you really feel like you're making a contribution, doesn't time fly by? It does. It does. I, I've, I've experienced that so many times, right? Where you're like, time doesn't exist right now. Like it's just, it's, you're on its completely different level. And so the opposite of that, what makes time relative, Einstein said, is that when you're doing something you don't want to do, like you're in a boring meeting or you're in traffic, not that anybody does that anymore, but I mean, used <laughs> remember to do traffic, stuff. remember that? <laughs> remember traffic? Well, now it's, Zoom, you know, you're a boring Zoom call. Um, yeah. When you're doing something that you don't want to do, there's never enough time for that. It's going to drag on and it's going to drain your energy. Mm. So what I encourage your your community, the listeners, is to think about the times when you have been in your zone, right? Mm. And and do more of that. So then people like back to almost always here, it's like unbelievable, but they still say they don't have enough time. And that's where the five-minute success came in. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just about to say, talk to me about five minute success. I want to hear about that. <laughs> so what? I'm assuming it, that this that this ties this all together. It does. It ties all together. Although I did them in reverse. I did the five minute success first, and then I I came to the realization of flip time. The um, the five minute success is the idea that limiting and restricting time will actually make makes people more efficient and effective. And this is Parkinson's law. I did not admit this, yeah. uh, but, it, but you've I love, experienced it. I love just, just I, I know you probably don't know that I'm a huge Parkinson's law fan. I actually, I, I actually only work, I, my, my work day is nine till two because I get the same amount done. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether I go eight to four. I just, I only book myself nine to two. 
And some people are like, well, that's crazy. You only work, and I take an hour lunch. So you only work four hours a day. Yeah, but I get more done than any of you. So, <laughs> And that's the point is that what happens when time is restricted, most people become more efficient and effective. And you just mm. gave an example for that in your way you conduct your, your business work. But if you think about like the day before you're going on vacation, if we ever go on vacation again, um, how efficient and effective are you? So the, the idea of five minute success is to limit and restrict time mm. to really focus Okay. okay. And then what happens is people start to experience the benefits of it. And then they want to do more. What most people do is they take on too big of an idea or a concept. And then, you know, it fails before it gets out of the chute. Yeah. And so then they don't go back and do it. So start small and build up. That is a proven method of habit formation. I'm sure you've heard about, um, you know, tiny habits and, you know, the, the idea of chunking it. Yeah, and that's yeah. where the five minute success came in, because I was like, when people tell me they didn't have enough time for their personal business development, I was like, well, do you have five minutes a day? And it broke down that barrier, right? Because it was their limiting belief that they didn't have enough time because everybody has five minutes. Totally, right? totally. You can make five minutes for anything. Yes. And so then to get people to get started and then to develop the consistency of the habit, there's a lot of habit research, uh, but the, the power of habit um, by Charles Duhigg, uh, he talks about this one research study that's probably the most recognized. And that is, uh, I know you've taken, you've heard different number of days to, to establish a habit, but this yeah. one 66 days seems to be the one that has the most credibility. And that is the first three weeks, 21 days. Most people starting a new habit, they're very evangelistic about it, right? I mean, I just think about people who get a Peloton or start a, you know, Whole30 or whatever. I mean, don't you just hear about it everywhere? They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> All 30 of those days. <laughs> yeah. So like the first, you know, few weeks, but then they start to, you know, wonder why did I do this and, you know, start using the bicycle for other things. And that's where uh, Seth Godin calls that the dip, right? Mm, so you, yeah. you you hit this dip of where you're evaluating whether you really want to do this or not. When you, it's something that's meaningful and you want to commit to it and you really want it in your life, then you, you power through that dip, right? And then you start to experiencing the benefits of it. So most people, it takes 66 days uh, to really put a habit in place in your life. And then you, you, but the idea is if it's a habit that you want in your life, you don't stop at 66 days. Yeah. You know, just like James clear on atomic habit says, you know, you don't stop flossing your teeth, you know, you continue to do it, but the idea is you want to jumpstart and build that habit. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo I love what James clear says in that book about uh, habit stacking. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I feel like it's so true on both sides. Right. Um, I feel like COVID has probably gotten us, a lot of us into that unhealthy habit stacking, right? Where, you know, it's, it's the end of the day and we're, you know, this is such a weird time. And so, yeah, I'm just going to have that beer and then I'm just going to have, you know, a whole cake Chips. Yeah. and yeah, and all, and all of that, right. Which then just stacks on top of each other and is that negative sort of spiral. Um, whereas I love the positive. Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. 
This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. Spiral, something that uh, the really small habit that I started about a year and a half ago um, when we used to work out of our office uh, was um, walking up the stairs. So it's about 14 stories. Um, and oh. it's funny because it's not, it doesn't do anything really physically walking up 14 l- stairs. It's about three minutes or something like that, uh, 14 levels. Um, but what it did is it set me, uh, it set me on a good path every single morning, right? I was like, I'm walking the stairs, whether I feel like it or not, I'm walking the stairs. I get up there, I'm breathing really heavily, but it, then, then I don't want coffee. I want water. Right. So then yes. it's that like that, that stacked habit. And I'm preaching to the choir you know, yes, it is you, a virtuous but... cycle. Absolutely. What you want to do is create more of those in your life. And you want to create more of those in meaningful work um, because that will then expand to other areas of your life. And some people, it's a domino effect, right? You start to do, uh, you know, one or two tasks and then it knocks over a bunch of them. Another way it could be as a ripple effect. So I found that, you know, the more I focus on you know, thriving in my business and life than the people around me as a ripple effect. You know, they start totally. to experience the benefits of it. But you could also, you know, build like a snowball. And then I've seen people just have major paradigm shifts, just exponential growth because mm. they change the way they look at things and the way they look at things changes, right? So then they actually have, uh, you know, this paradigm in their business and life because they're instead of looking at time and the the things they do in this you know have to mode they're looking at it as how then it creates energy so that they can do things that they love to do yeah yeah amazing karen about a year and a half ago um i would have totally when you would have started talking about mindset and, and all of that i would have been like this is garbage whatever like you're not going to you're not going to do anything like limiting beliefs what 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 are those right but there was a shift that that i made about a year and a half ago where i realized that that all is so true uh, there was there was huge limits uh, on my life i was a, a paramedic for years um throughout all of uh, my business success i still kept my full-time job as a paramedic because i was so scared that something bad was going to happen. Your fallback right? option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I realized that this is there was just this, this huge limit. And it's not just like this financial limit. It's really like the limit of like what we can do with our lives. Like there's so much more out there, just even beyond just making money for our family. Um, Karen, I, I want you to practically walk me through what is five-minute success for people who don't know? Well, the concept was based on my real estate business. Although now that I've interviewed over 300 people in the 5-Minute Success podcast, I found that almost every business entrepreneur or salesperson follows these principles. So the core principles are commit to get leads, and that's business development, prospecting, lead generation. And you're in the marketing space, and you get it. That it's, you know, it, it could be attraction marketing. It could be active, you know, like SMS. You could be doing active generation of leads past clients sphere, that kind of thing. Uh, but everybody so for does it. For, for, for e-commerce businesses, this is, you know, writing your, your email to your list, right? Yeah. This is sending out, sending out your, your SMS. This is maybe coming up with a new promo, bundling some products together, just doing anything to be able to generate 
um, some more interest around your business, which is kind of the e-commerce version of, of getting leads. Yes. Affiliate marketing, you know, those kind of things. Uh, so then once you have a lead, though, there's some sort of fulfillment that happens, right? I mean, in my field, we help people buy and sell houses. So we have to go through that process because there needs to be money that comes out on the other end. Totally. And so I call that consult to sell. Uh, some people call that conversion. I'm sure that's probably what's more common in your space or fulfillment. Yeah. Um, so, but everybody does that, right? And I like to tell me, even nonprofits do this, right? Because if you think about it, uh, if you didn't have a, a product or a service that actually exchanges for money, <laughs> then you even, well, pro- nonprofits even exchange products and services for money. Totally. Right? Yeah. Okay. So then you have what I call connect to build and grow. What often happens, and this is where the scale comes in, what often happens is people get on a, entrepreneur, salespeople get on a, just this hamster wheel of only as good as their next deal, or only as good as their next promotion, or Mm. only as good as their next product offering, right? And they just create this um, situation where if they stopped, then it would all, you know, collapse like a- Totally. You know, right? Like a- a, uh, pile of bricks or whatever. So the idea is to build and grow. So this is, as you talked about scale, leverage systems on the micro level and the macro level, that's where uh, we're going to focus on working on the business in addition to being in the business. And then you mentioned the mindset motivation component, Uh, success, thinking, activities, and vision. That's what I call it because most uh, business owners that are successful in the long run, they have a vision for their business and their life where they want it to go. Then they think about how to do it. And then they put the actions activities in place. Uh, Because if you have a vision and you just do a lot of affirmations, but you don't take any action, right? It's, it's not going to go anywhere. So it's all three of those. And then all of that together creates a sweet spot of success. So it's the bit, the model for achieving a higher level of success. Mm, awesome. And so I'm, I'm assuming in your book, you go really into Much deeper. Yes, 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 absolutely. And again, most of the examples are real estate, although the, the deeper I get into this, uh, the more I realize that I could pretty much rewrite the book for practically any industry and it would, uh, the, the topics would be pretty similar. Well, the interesting thing about business is that business is business. <laughs> like whether you know this this space or not? It's actually fun. I, I've gotten into um, real estate investing recently. I'm buying buying duplexes, and I'm like, oh, this is. I get this. I understand. Like, there's a couple things you got to sort of figure out as far as like. Um, I used to think real estate was actually a much bigger business than it was, or like a bigger deal to get into. Again, a total mindset shift, right? Like, anyone can buy houses. You, you really can. You have the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Or the other money, people's money, or other people's right. money. Right. That's right. You either your money or other people's money. But as long as you have the money, yeah, you can. And so then uh, do you, but you want to buy well, right? <laughs> and there's, but that's true with anything, right? You want to buy well. Um, I would say most investors would probably say that's where the true money is made is in the totally. buy side. Mm-hmm. To- totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely noticing that as we're starting to look at more and more deals and um, it's uh it's interesting because I get so excited and I just want to jump in, right? Um, and I don't know this this business yet, right? Like I know the e-com side, but it's all business, right? And it's uh, a lot of it is is psychology and the way that you treat people. Um, 
it it really transfers over. I mean, there's there's a reason why. Besides just I wanted to be on your podcast, you wanted to be on mine, and I, I love this conversation because I feel like there is something that people are missing. Um, that that they're that exactly what we said at the beginning that they're still in those first couple levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And and a lot of people never get out of those, right? Yeah. They, how do you take people to the next level? You know, there's there's often these glass ceilings, right? We're talking about a lot of glass ceilings breaking. But if you think about it as a person, I think it was Jim Rohn that said, you will only achieve to the level that your own personal success is, right? Yeah. So if your business is plateauing or hitting a, a ceiling, then the way to break through to the next level is usually going outside because mm. you, you know, what got you here isn't going to get you there. So coaching, masterminding, you have a mastermind. Uh, mentoring, uh, getting content, you know, I, I find actually the content for me in other industries is, is much more um, creative inducing because I'm looking at something in a new way. I find that mm. a lot of times industry professionals get incestuous, you know, we all get, you know, this tunnel vision, we stay in our own lane and we always do it the way we've always done it uh, to really create idea um, that, you know, goes, where the future casting, right? Yeah, you have to yeah. oftentimes look at it a new way, which looking in other industries helps do that. I love that. I absolutely love that. I feel like that's going to be my biggest takeaway from this conversation is look in other industries, see what they're doing because we haven't solved it, right? Especially, I, I mean, e-commerce, this is the reason why I created the e-commerce executives mastermind is that we, do, we don't have support with each other, right? Like there, there isn't really that support out there for, uh, for e-commerce executives, the same sort of way that there is in the real estate world, right? That's really established. And there's all of these like ways that they've done things. Um, that's why I really believe that it's so important um, to, to just have that community of people and then coaching. I'm just, I, I know I'm kind of reiterating things that you're saying. It's just cause I believe it. I believe it so much. My, some of my biggest successes have been from having coaches. And now I'm like obsessed. I'm probably going to do it too much. I, I have mentors for this and coaches for that because it really has uh, made my life better <laughs> overall, right? And given me actual purpose beyond um, that, those first couple levels of, of the hierarchy of needs. This, is, this has been an awesome conversation. I, I love this, Karen. Like, this is amazing. I still have a couple of questions for you. Oh, well, well, let's keep going then. And I was going to just expand on what you said is that, you know, your industry or the e-commerce industry is relatively new. Although that, you know, being said, what is going to be in the future is still going to be different than what, I mean, if you, we talked about the fact that, you know, a lot of changes accelerated over the last year, probably totally. decades worse, right? So we, we need to really, uh, everybody's going to need to step up their game uh, to, to get to the next level. Totally, totally. And we're noticing that with competition on all the ad platforms, like it's, it's, it's a different time right now. And I think now more than ever, people need support um, from outside sources because you just don't um, know what you don't know. And like, e even this morning in the mastermind, um, you know, people were chatting back and forth and I'm like, oh man, how did I not know that? Like there's, there's just incredible insights that you can get from other people, from different places in different industries. I, I love it. Karen, what is your secret to scaling? 
my secret to scaling, it really is a lot of what you we just talked about, this whole idea of future casting. So I'm a really big um, proponent of looking back, right? That's the best information that we have, kind of like your financial advisor. But using that data, I'm very much into predictive analytics to inform where, you know, the market is going and, and then re- inverse engineering back. So like look, project out, and then re-engineer back to where we are now because the that is what in my business in your business right we're operating in the future yeah because for example in in real estate you know we have appraisers and tax assessors and zill or whatever they all look at back data but what we're trying to do is help predict where the market is going and that is the best way to do that is with uh, the predictive analytics. And so gotcha. that is that is what I would encourage people to study um, and then make their projections. Yeah, amazing, amazing. That's great. Um, huge wins for, for us. I'm going to give um, uh, just a shout out to 8x.co. Um, they're our uh, fractional CFO at our e-com company. Um, we have... Uh, our, our profit over the over the past few years has like quadrupled um, since working with them and being able to actually predict where we're going. So we know how much to order and we know how many employees to have. And like before that, we were just literally going off of old data backwards. And and I'm sure most of you out there are doing the exact same thing, right? If you don't have like a comprehensive data sheet built out with assumptions that make sense, uh, I don't, I don't even know how you can know where you're going. And, and, and that was me a year ago, right? That was totally me. That, there's no judgment in, in that statement. It's just, I, I really believe, uh, again, uh, Matt Putra at 8X Co. Amazing, amazing stuff. Well, he good shout out there. Me. He does not pay <laughs> me to pay say enough. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> that's what we do in the real estate industry. We do these predictive analytics to look into the future. Uh, so that it, it applies universally. It, it totally, totally does. Uh, Karen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through our lightning uh, round here with you. Here sometimes go. I sometimes I don't when I'm bringing on different experts, but I just like you so much that I want to keep talking. So let's do it. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite app or tool that you're using right now? So I read this past my my uh, millennial kids, <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> say Venmo. And even though you know we've been in a cashless society a while, um, it really was a game changer for me because. I'm a baby boomer. My kids are millennials. And a few years back, my son was like, he owed me some money. And he goes, I'll Venmo you. And I was like, no, just give me a check. Give me the cash. He goes, yeah, no, mom, I don't have cash. So when I finally, you know, stopped persisting or resisting and uh, I embraced it, I discovered that it's just brilliant for so many things. And I own a number of investment properties. And when I started collecting rent by Venmo, it was a game changer. Um, because before it was the old fashioned way, right? So if whatever it is that you're resisting, I would just say like me, you know, what it's time to embrace <laughs> uh, where we're going, okay? Uh, I'll give you another example. My, my parents who are in their 80s would never have bought online until Walmart started doing it. So they would yeah. do it with Walmart. So whatever it is that's in your limiting, your about trying something new, we call it Venmo now. It may be better than before. Yeah, yeah, that's great. 
Uh, I wish we don't have Venmo in Canada. So. Oh my gosh! How do yeah. you survive? <laughs> uh, so, so we just use tons of e-transfers. The... We just e-transfer yeah. all the time. Oh, okay, that's, so that's... you have automatic. Just for you don't have a third party. No, no, but I I've seen people. I've seen like these great sales tactics where people will like Venmo someone, be like, "Hey, here's a dollar. Can I have some of your time?" <laughs> I saw somebody on LinkedIn uh, doing that and they're like, I book meetings all the time because I'm actually genuinely giving them something. So <laughs> well, that reciprocity. Well, there you go. That's a new way of using Venmo. I hadn't, I hadn't been aware of. Yeah. I, that's, that's the reason why I was thinking of this. I'm like, ah, I wish we had Venmo here. <laughs> um, awesome. That's great. Uh, favorite podcast that you're listening to right now. So Hal Elrod and Achieve Your Goals podcast. So Hal Elrod is the author of The Miracle Morning and really was a game changer in my life um, and business when I set up a morning routine. Uh, Because before I wrote my book, I actually thought I didn't have enough time to write a book. And I realized that I was the other one stopping me, right? Mm. I mean, that's ridiculous. Of course I have back to, I have all the time. So the way I built the habit was with a morning routine. And that's many people who've written books. That's how they've done it. But I met, was able to meet Hal and m- mentor uh, with him. I've been a guest on the podcast, but he always has really uh, amazing guests who are you know inspiring to help you achieve your goals. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, if you could sit down with anybody who's alive right now, have an hour with them, have some coffee, some tea, maybe beer, wine, something like that, who would it be? Well, I would pick Barbara Corcoran because of her background in real estate. Uh, obviously, she's you know the the um, the queen of real estate, and then has gone on to do other you know creative and con- contributive endeavors with Shark Tank and that kind of thing. So I just think she has a brilliant mind, and I would I would love to have time with her. Mm, awesome, great answer. Uh, thank you so much for being here. This was, this is awesome. I I think that people are really going to, um, love this episode, like just a breath of fresh air from a different perspective. Right. Um, I, I hope that that's what people get is like, it's a different perspective and that's so important, right? We get so insulated in our communities, um, that we forget that people have actually grown businesses for years, (laughs) you know, before (laughs) e-commerce. They have, they have. And, um, and scaling, your business is actually applicable really for any endeavor, how to scale. So it, it, it totally is. Karen, where can people find out more about you? So the five minute success concepts are all under the number five minute success. And okay. you can find that on the website. You can find the podcast is five minute success, wherever you get your podcast. And then the books are three of them, real estate success in five minutes a day, Commit to Get Leads 66 Day Challenge, which is a deep dive into lead generation. And then Flip Time Love Life, which we talked about. And then I on the those are all available on Amazon, Audible, and wherever you get your books. And the real estate world, uh, Karen Briscoe, HBC Group at Keller Williams. Uh, you can Google me and I'm, I promise you I'd take up the first few pages. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, I know your time is really valuable, so I, I appreciate you being on here and I'm looking forward to being on your podcast. Yes. Looking forward to that pod swap. <laughs> All right. See ya. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So 
If you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.